listen up. It's WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, and this show's going to be a slobber knocker because Mark Madden is whipping you callers like a government mule on 105.9 The X. My guest right now is Music Incarnate. He is a charter member of Def Leppard's Rock Brigade. He was Tommy Boland's drug mule with Deep Purple, Mark IV. He parked cars for the cars, and he went all the way with the raspberries. As a wrestler, he conquered WWE, New Japan, WCW, ECW, Smoky Mountain, Stampede, the St. Louis Wrestling Club, Shimmer, Glow. The list goes on and on, on and on. It's heaven and hell. Tonight he appears with his band Fozzie at Jurgles in Warrendale. Move over, filthy Amy, and tell Kimona Wanalea the news. Put your hands together, Jack, for the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, Y2J, Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho, we got to keep this short because the intro ran too long. Dude, i got to tell you what. That was definitely one of the best intros I've ever received. It's not the best intro of my entire career. Uh, highlighted by going all the went all the way with the raspberries. That was... Uh, that was some fine, fine work there, Madden. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Fozzie is at Jurgles tonight, and about a year ago you released a single called Judas. A great song, 13 million views on YouTube, number one on several charts. What makes that song so special? Uh, actually, we just hit 17 million views on that. So, um, But what makes it special? I, I really don't know. I mean... I would love to be able to analyze it and tell you this, that, and the other thing, why it was such a reaction and such a hit. I think more than anything, it's because it was the right song at the right place at the right time for Fozzie. Everybody uh, has heard of Fozzie over the years, uh, heard about Fozzie. I think once I finished my run in the WWE in 2016, I had a lot of goodwill because it was a great run, one of the best of my career. And I think when I left that time, people went, listen, he's leaving kind of at the height of his career to go back to Fozzie. Let's finally give this band a, a chance and check it out. And when Judas came out, which was the best song of our career, uh, best video we've done, et cetera, et cetera, it was just perfect timing. And I think that's when people realize that Fozzie's the real deal. It just went through the roof uh, ever since then. Ever since May, I called the Judas Effect to where most of the shows are selling out, uh, crowds are bigger, uh, prestige is bigger, uh, the buzz is bigger than it's ever been. So it's just a really cool time to be a part of this band. Uh, very exciting and a long time coming. We deserve it because we worked hard to get it and we're ready for it. Well, in that vein, Fozzie is really good live, and I think I know why. You guys play as much as possible. Whenever you're not wrestling, Fozzie's out there on tour. Well, I mean, you have to be. That's kind of the way it is these days. Um, you know, the record business is what it is. It's more based around streaming, and basically a new record is almost a souvenir for, for, your, your, you know, for your fans, your band, that they pick up to go and enjoy the shows. So um, you have to play. It's the best way. You know, it's the old Iron Maiden trick where you go out there and just hustle, take it to the streets. And I ain't talking about Michael McDonald. And play every single place that you can and grow your fan base. Uh, and that's what we've done. Like I said, I think this is our, our third U.S. tour uh, since May. Uh, we're doing another one probably in August. We're going back to Europe in June. That will be our third time there. We're going to hit Australia for the first time in five years. We're going to hit Japan for the first time ever. You can see the growth of the band. And when, when, when you get hot, um, 
and you know this, you gotta, you gotta, you know, take advantage of that momentum and continue to build upon it. So this is our chance to really get to the next level and to stay there. Uh, and that's where, that's why we gotta play as much as we can. When people look at Fozzie on stage, do you think they still see Chris Jericho the wrestler, or do they see Chris Jericho the front man for Fozzie? I think there's both. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't really care about wrestling. They love Fozzie, they love Judas, they love Painless, they love Sam David, and they love There's a lot of people who like both, and there's still people that come in the door um, curious as to what it's going to be, and you can always hear that uh, before the show. There's massive Fozzie chants, and then you'll hear Y2J chants sometimes, and you'll hear you know Yes chants. That's before the show. As soon as the show starts, it's 100% Fozzie chanting. And there's people there that, that are wearing, you know, a Y2J shirt or an Alpha Club shirt that probably had no intention of, of really getting into it. And they leave going, holy smokes, that was an amazing uh, amazing show. What a great rock and roll band. Because it's not Chris Jericho and his band of merry men. It, it, it's a rock band with five solid points, five solid, you know, uh, uh, guys on stage. Everybody's a star. And that's the way that we constructed this band is we wanted everybody to be in the spotlight and everyone to get their moment. So um, I think that's one thing that people that maybe don't know what Fozzie is all about, when they leave, they sure do, because it, it is a very uh, energetic rock and roll experience all across the board. And it's exciting for us. To, you know, we're in Pittsburgh tonight. We were here a couple, I can't remember, maybe back in May. We played a great show at... I can't remember what the place was called, but it was downtown. Kind of a smaller place. We're at Jordan's tonight. It's a bigger place. This gig is almost sold out. Everyone's talking about Fosberg, which is something I made up on the fly last time, <laughs> which has become kind of a tradition. Fozzie back in Fosberg. I know it's terrible, but people love it. So, um, you know what I mean? We're building this brand and uh, building it in cities multiple times on a tour, and that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. Well, you're wrong, Jericho. People don't love it. They love it but let's yes. get let, let's get that right uh, we need to talk about wrestling point blank will you be at wrestlemania on sunday and why should i believe you i love how people like you know um they think that everything's a big giant conspiracy i mean if you go on my uh com, you'll see we have a show in hampton beach on april 8th aha uh-huh, but there is no hampton beach <laughs> yeah it's a fictional no place new hampshire doesn't exist that's not real um <laughs> We went to, uh, we did a tour in Europe uh, back in, in uh, January, uh, and we were in France, and we were in a really nice theater, and I took a picture. I was like, here I am in France, getting ready to start the tour, and it was the day of the Royal Rumble. And everybody was like, that's obviously Photoshop, that's a fake picture, he's really in Philly. I'm like, no, I'm in Paris. I am here in Paris. And then when the Royal Rumble happened and I wasn't on it, people were like, I was so disappointed that you weren't in the Rumble. I told you, I'm in Paris. I'm not in the Royal Rumble. So um, it, it, I we have a show uh, at WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania Day, April 8th, in Hampton Beach, in Hampshire, if it really exists. Uh, that's up to you guys to decide. It could be a big conspiracy. I could be uh, I could be there. But uh, uh, my real-life physical body will definitely be in Hampton Beach on April 8th and not at WrestleMania. Now, will you return to New Japan Pro Wrestling at some point? You had that great match with Kenny Omega at the Tokyo Dome. And then you did an angle with Naito. Uh, what's your status with that company? Well, I mean, we uh, talked and, and, and discussed, you know, future future work with them. Um, but you know, there's a certain there's a certain uh, uh, I guess I should say price that, that, that needed to be paid to, to make that happen. Um, that Kenny Omega Jericho match was a huge money maker for New Japan, 
And that's kind of um, the stance I'm going to have to where I know it's a big moneymaker and I'm going to stick to my guns and, and know what my value and worth is. And at this point, we haven't uh, been able to come to a deal. So as of right now, uh, no New Japan dealings uh, are happening. We're talking to Chris Jericho. Jericho and his band Fozzie are at Jurgles tonight. Jurgles in Warrendale. Uh, that match with Omega was great. Uh, just excellent to watch. Told a great story. New Japan has such a high bar for performance. At 47, how did you find a niche for that match to be so good? Well, I mean, once again, um, it's not something that I, you know, I can really sit here and analyze. It was... I think I was really intrigued with the whole idea of the match because people didn't think it could actually happen um, because, you know, I was a WWE guy and Kenny's New Japan. I love the fact that you had two guys with basically very similar um, upbringings in the business, both of us from Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba, Canada, which, of course, is uh, a very rare thing to have somebody uh, that huge in the business be from Winnipeg, and now there's two of us. And then we went out there and we just did the match and, and I thought it was good uh, I'm very self-critical so there was a couple things I wish would have gone better but afterwards everyone was just flipping out five star match and the best match of Jericho's career and all these different things so to me it was like I'm glad people felt that way uh, I know I don't feel 47 years old I've never had that attitude of 47 years old so to me it was just one of those things to where I'm glad everyone enjoyed it I'm glad it was a huge success I'm glad I got the critical acclaim um, but I mean, I hadn't had a match since July, you know what I mean? So I just walked in there and did what I do. And at this point it's just instinct, uh, and just, I guess, experience. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's one spot in it that I'll never tell anybody that I hate. I wish I never would have done it. It drives me crazy. But if people say it was the best match of Chris Jericho's career, uh, well, that's a good thing to, to have people say. So I'm glad people feel that way. And I'm glad it worked out as well as it did. It was definitely a highlight of my career, for sure. Now, you're doing a cruise, uh, Rock and Wrestling, at the end of October. Fans can check out ChrisJerichoCruise.com. What inspired that? That's quite a huge endeavor. It really is, man, and it's a little bit scary because uh, it's all on me. You know, if it's a hit, it's all on me. If it's a failure, it's all on me. And it's not going to be a failure. We're on a sellout pace, which is great. But it took me two years to get that thing up and rolling. And um, I got the idea because Fozzie played the Kiss Cruise in 2015. It was a great experience, um, not only as a performer, but as a fan, uh, as, a, uh, as a musician, you know, as a professional. And I just said, man, I could do this. You know, what am I known for that no one else is really known for? That's rock and roll and wrestling at the highest of levels. Uh, what if I combine the two? And my idea was to have actually had matches on the ship, which we've never seen before. I mean, so at first people were like, oh, we've seen this before. It's on, uh, you know, we had the Bruise Cruise. Like, it's nothing like that. This is completely different. This is matches taking place in the middle of the ocean on a wrestling ring that's basically bolted down onto the, uh, the deck of the ship. And I know this because I had to have engineers come on board and decide if it was possible. I mean, that's how, how new this is as far as a concept. And once it came up, I just kept, you know, adding people and doing the best I could and uh, with the budget that I have. I mean, it's amazing how many people uh, have an increased value of themselves, <laughs> so to say. But now that I'm a, a promoter, I, I have to basically say, listen, guys, like, I can't afford this or that. 
but it's worked out so far. And like I said, we're on a sellout pace, which is uh, really, really cool. And, and my idea, my goal is to make it an annual thing and uh, do this every year and make it a destination a vacation for people who like music and who like wrestling and comedy and live podcasts and paranormal and all that stuff. And I know there's a lot of people like that because um, that's why I have such a great fan base. So we're working on it, and uh, so far so good. And maybe next year, Madden, I'll have to bring you along uh, to uh, be a, I don't know what you would do, maybe a... a Perhaps a I could teach yoga with D.D. Me. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Just put you and DDP on a stage together with a microphone and just see what happens. Well, well. speaking of which, Disco Inferno, uh, Glenn Scumbernetti will be on that cruise. Will he be thrown overboard at some point? I think that's the... Uh, I think Disco's enemies with everybody at this point in time, uh, from, uh, uh, from Paul Lazenby and Don Callis and Lance Storm. Uh, I think the guys from uh, the Bullet Club hate him. I think there's guys... Uh, you know, from from all walks of life that want to see him thrown overboard. So if I was Disco, um, I would definitely be wearing uh, one of the, those floaties that the little kids put on their arms at all times, <laughs> just in case, because someone, if he gets too close to the edge of the deck, he might end up in the drink and they'll never see him again. Well, he could use that big beak of his as a periscope. Now, uh, you, you won't be at Mania. I believe that. I know that. But is a return to WWE inevitable? And if so, what's left for Chris Jericho to do? Besides, obviously, another absolutely merciless barrage of catchphrases and merchandise. But see, and that's the thing, Mark. You just you just hit the nail on the head. And what what else is there left for me to do? And the answer is nothing. I mean, if I never wrestled again, it wouldn't bother me. Um, but I still enjoy it. It's still fun for me. I like doing things that are uh, intriguing, creatively stimulating. Um, you know, and I I don't know if the the Chris Jericho list guy. Uh, would even fit anymore, you know, in 2018 or 19. I mean, my my mindset changes so quickly. I mean, I love this alpha character that I uh, played uh, in New Japan. It was a lot of fun. Uh, once again, didn't really sit down and think of anything, just did it. But you couldn't do that character in the WWE. So it's not like I can bring that character in. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what I would do. I just know that I had one of the best years of my career in 16 and 17. Uh, I had one of the best matches of my life, the Tokyo Dome in 18. You know, what left, what left is there? Do I want to continue on? And, 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 you know, or do I want to stop when I'm at the top? I mean, I don't know yet. Um, I haven't really decided. And I don't think that far ahead. Right now, I think about Fozzie. I think about Painless being, uh, it's now number 13 on the charts. It's our second top 15 hit. It's going to go top 10. Um, all the different places that want to see us. Uh, working on a new Fozzie record. And, and, you know, all these other things that I have going on. Uh, and when wrestling time comes, I'll know it. And, um, if it's something that I feel I can really come and make a splash and, and make a difference, I'm going to do it. I'll never be there just to be there. I'll never be there to be, you know, in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I'm not there's anything wrong with that, but that's not how Chris Jericho rolls. So we'll see what happens over the next uh, year or so and go from there. I still do the list every day at 5 o'clock. Somebody makes the list on my show now. Is that outdated? Should I come up with something new or, God forbid, original? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Everybody loves the list, man. I, I, I like that. I like when other people make lists and when everybody wants to be on the list. And, and I mean, all that stuff, like I said, at this point in time, if I stuck a lighted jacket in the ring on a mannequin and put a clipboard in his, in his hand, <laughs> I, I, I could just leave. I think that's all anybody wants to see at this point in time. <clears throat> so I like I mean, that's fine. You know, to me, it's like being in a rock and roll band. If you 
love, uh, you know, uh, big city nights and rock you like a hurricane. I know you're a Scorpions guy and you want to sing that song every night and play it every night and hear it every night. I love it, but I'm also interested in writing new, new songs, uh, you know, and, and putting out new records and continue to push myself creatively. Uh, and if, you know, in Chris Jericho's career, if Chris Jericho was a band, I had three or four of my biggest career hits ever, you know, at 46, 47 years old in the list and, it and uh you know the gift of jericho and all that sort of stuff so it was a pretty good year and it's going to be uh hard to top it but i'm sure i can but i have to be in the right frame of mind for it so if you want to use the list you can use the list as long as you want uh as long as you pay the uh the nominal loyalty fees that come included with that (laughs) well now how come i've never made your list i'd kind of like to make the list well that's the thing you can't request to be i have rules now i have rules because everybody asks can you send autographs on one of, on those Funko Pops? Everybody has Funko Pops now. <laughs> and can you write on that you just made the list? It's like, no. You know how long that takes to write you just made the list? And besides, you can't. You're not on the list. You can't request to be on the list. And you can't ask me to put somebody on the list. I mean, if your girlfriend broke up to you, broke up with you, that's your problem. You make your own list and put your own list on it. Uh, put your own uh, uh, thing together. But for me... It's my list. I decided who's on it when the time is right. So, Matt, Matt you know, if, if you continue to, uh, to, to, to keep your nose clean and put, keep your socks pulled up, stay away from Filthy Amy, uh, I won't put you on the list. But if you start, uh, you know, if you get out of line, you know where you're going. Well, talk of the devil, finally. As you know, Filthy Amy has resurfaced. Uh, do you yeah. live in fear? Because I do. No, no. Uh, I, 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 she doesn't live in this state anymore, I found out. So we're okay on that. Oh, so she won't be at Jerkles tonight? No. So we're okay. Indeed, we are in, in, in many, many forms of the word. Jericho, this was great. Excellent stuff. Can't wait for Fozzie tonight, and we'll see you at Jurgles. I'm excited, man. We'll try and throw in a UFO song for you. No, you won't. Of course we won't. That's Chris Jericho. I'm Mark Madden. <laughs> 105.9 The X.